Hey mamas, welcome to Breastfeeding Relief with Bethany. We share incredible stories, tips, and breastfeeding ideas to help on your journey. I'm your host, Bethany Laverne, a lactation consultant and speech therapist who helps mamas with breastfeeding. Not all breastfeeding stories are the same, and we dive into those topics. Welcome, LB, to the podcast. How are you today? Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and tell us um, about you and your kiddos? Sure. So I live in Ankeny, Iowa, and I'm married to my husband, Matt. We have one dog, Yardley, who is our first child. Sure. (laughs) And then we have Charlotte, who was born in December of 21. Awesome. Why don't you tell me about how Charlotte's breastfeeding journey went for you? Yeah. So um, I am almost 30. I'll be 38 at my next birthday. And so I felt like I was an older mom and, uh, but actually didn't have that many friends who really had, um, friend or had their own kids yet. It seemed like my friends group, everyone was starting later. And so I didn't have a ton of experience friends, I guess, in terms mm-hmm. of breastfeeding. So I felt like it's kind of starting it out a little bit on my own. Uh, but we, we did well, we, um, breastfed and, pumped um so she was bodily and breastfed pretty much from the kind of from the beginning um she had a tongue tie and so we we dealt with that in the beginning it was not severe but um enough that we noticed it and we addressed it and that made a significant difference in a positive way for us once that was addressed awesome Um, since I do call myself a tongue tie expert, um, I also want mamas to understand all tongue ties are not the same and the severity is different. So when you say we had that dealt with, can you talk more about what that looked like for your family? Yeah. So, um, in the beginning she, she was trying to latch and couldn't latch and she would, it was like, she kept slipping and Mm -hmm. Eventually, just I was very nervous. It was making me anxious, uh, and so I called our pediatrician. They referred me to a lactation consultant at the awesome. hospital, and met with her and explained. The thing that I explained is like her little mouth was like a like a fish that was trying yeah. to to latch, and she'd finally get it, but it uh-huh. would take her ten fifteen tries, and then she was squeaking really loudly when she was um, nursing, and just didn't seem like it was supposed to be like that. And so, um, we went and saw the lactation consultant. She wanted, she had me, um, go through a nursing session with her and Charlie was still getting enough milk, but she could tell that she was struggling and it it couldn't be smoother. And so, um, the frustrating part was that it was like our pediatrician acknowledged that maybe there was a tongue tie. The lactation consultant maybe acknowledged that there was a tongue tie, but nobody would really give me any kind of really finite advice and so I finally asked the woman and she was in her I don't know late 50s 60s she said she had grandchildren and this had been her whole career and so I finally just looked at her and said this was your child or your grandchild Mm. what would you do Mm -hmm. she finally said I think I would have it clipped and I said okay and where and how do I do that right and uh so then we got referred to uh ENT Mm-hmm. And we went to the ENT. He took one look at it and he said, I'm obviously in favor of cutting. I'm biased in that regard. He said, mm-hmm. but I think, I think she's small enough. You could, cause she was still, I want to say she was still under a month old, maybe close to a month old. Oh, sure. Yeah. That's perfect timing for it. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, he said, it's not super tight, but if you're noticing it, she's noticing it. And then he, he pointed out, he said, think about when she's older. He said, this could affect her all the way down to, he's like, if she wants to kiss somebody when she's older, it this could affect, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. all her daily functions. And at that point mm-hmm. I was like, oh yeah, of course. Um, and so he did it right there that day in the office, um, okay. Matt Helder. And I was sitting there and waiting. And so he clipped it with his nurse and then immediately handed her to me for to nurse. And he said mm-hmm. that that would, you know, be the best way to, to cauterize it and mm-hmm. be barely fussed and make a peep. And it didn't really even bleed. So it was very fast. And then awesome. after that, her nursing was like night and day different. Improved. Right. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, I do want to let the moms know um, that was a perfect example of how it went well went to the office to the EMT. I love that you advocated for yourself that something's not right. And even um, to get a second opinion, like if you're like, no, I'm, this is not going well. And someone says to not laser it or clip it, it's okay to go find someone else. You know, ENTs can do this and pediatric dentists. I had, um, I've seen two pediatric dentists and an ENT for my boys. So it's okay to get second opinions or say this first one didn't go right. Um, it wasn't lasered correctly. Um, we need it done again and go see someone else. Um, so that's awesome. I have also created a course for you mamas. If your baby has, um, you like LB said, like, what do I do now? What does this mean? I've created a course on a team approach, who you should have, where you should go, what you should see, questions you should ask. So, um, cause I feel you feel so lost as a mom that this is not talked about in society and you just don't know what to do. Yeah. So thank you for sharing. Yeah. That's a, that can be a tough journey. And for some people it can last a very long time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad we were able to, mm-hmm to find some support and get it, uh, addressed. Yeah. Amazing. Um, what is one thing you wish you would have known about breastfeeding? I wish. Hmm. That it can be different day to day. Absolutely. That, one day can be great. The next day can be hard. Your schedule can change. That can throw you, your routine off. And uh, don't let the daily up and down rattle you too much. That it's the mm-hmm. whole big picture. That Right. Um, I think sometimes I got caught up in the, the day-to-day. Like, oh, this wasn't didn't go well today. Oh, my gosh, is my supply going away? Versus, like, mm-hmm. you know, if I would have just looked at it, I was doing great. That was just, like, one day. Right. Yeah. And I always try to think of every day is a new day. So just because you had a bad day yesterday and you felt like your kid nursed all day long and you're so tired of being a pacifier, you know, the next day your kid could go a four or six hour stretch and not need to be fed through the night. So, yeah, no, that's a perfect example. Um, What is one breastfeeding product you use that you felt really helped? I don't know how you say it, but the Haka. Uh-huh. Yeah. I love that. Uh, a girlfriend okay. of mine who had a couple kids before me, she recommended it. Mm-hmm. And I would have probably never considered it on my own. Just looking at it, I would have been like, this doesn't do anything. I probably would have been really sure. like apprehensive. But she recommended it. So I was like, she was the gold standard in my mind for momming at the moment. Awesome. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. she recommended it. I ended up buying two because I would use it every single time, especially in the beginning. I think I had a little bit of an oversupply and I was okay. sick of losing milk when she was only nursing on one side at a time. And so mm-hmm. um, I would use that. And then I had one to wash and one to dry. Awesome. Yeah. So for the moms that know, no, a haka is um, a product um, that you hook up to your breast while your baby's nursing. And so your other breast might start leaking. And so when that's happening, the haka is going to catch all the milk and it suctions to your breast really nicely. And so um, I know I usually would catch about an ounce of milk while my baby was nursing, but I had a friend that would always catch about five ounces of milk and fill the whole thing. Um, And so it works, you know, differently for everyone. It depends on how much you leak. Um, But like LB said, it's so nice to not feel like you're wasting milk um, or even soaking through your shirt and your breast pad. And you're like, I lost all that liquid gold. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Um, is there anything else you want to share about your breastfeeding journey? Um, I would say that it's super personal and you have to figure out what works for you and your family. Mm -hmm. Um, if you have a support person that can wash all the dishes and wash all the parts of your pumping mm-hmm. uh, or can feed you while you're, you're, you know, <laughs> do the laundry, all the towels, like let that person do those things. Um, cause it's exhausting. Um, or like sometimes somebody else would hold the baby while I pumped and that was the quiet time I got for the day. If I, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of times I wanted to hold her while I pumped. So it just, mm-hmm. Um, so, so personal. I eventually pumped in the car driving to work because I did that. I didn't want to get off my schedule or like be late to something or have to reschedule something. Or like, there were times where I was just like, this isn't going to own me. I'm still going to do the things that I want to do. But to do that, I'm going to pump in the car today. Right. And yeah. If you would have told me that when I was pregnant, I would have been like, no chance. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to pump in the car. Like, that's not my style. Right. Got over that pretty darn quickly. Uh I was always afraid I'd get pulled over and like, what is the police officer going to say? And I just was like, he's not going to say a word. He's going to look at you and go, please continue on. Like, (laughs) um, and it's uh, legal actually for all the moms that don't know, it's legal to actually pump and drive. Um, as long as the cords aren't, you know, hindering you, they can't give you a ticket for that. And if anybody was curious, so, um, My driver's thought. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) I did too. I bet, you know, some semi drivers maybe enjoyed it. I don't know. (laughs) So, but it's nice. There's so many, I didn't have um, a wearable pump that just like tucks into your nursing bra because I didn't pump so much. Um, But I know some people, it's so discreet. I saw a picture of a lady the other day that had on a super nice dress. She went to a formal gala. And she's got one tucked into her dress in the middle of it. And I'm like, hey, nobody had any idea. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. Yeah. So. Uh, we'll... mm-hmm. Oh, I was just gonna say the other thing that the other tip that I thought of now, uh, when I went back to work, a friend said, you don't have to sanitize all your parts every single time you pump at work. And she told me the trick to wash everything out and put it in a Ziploc bag inside the refrigerator. And then I could just <laughs> use that during the day and then sanitize everything when I got home at night and that saved a ton of time because in the beginning I was sanitizing everything every time at work and it was so time consuming. Yeah. That, um, I hate to say LB, that is not a good tip anymore. There are two babies that have died recently.
recently um, because of that. So they're actually saying to please clean your parts. Um, I do believe it's Mandela now has a sanitizing bag that you can rent your parts, put them in the bag and then throw them in the microwave. to sanitize. Um, and so, yeah, they're actually asking women not to do that anymore because of these um, two deaths. I will link that um, article in the show notes. So sorry, I hate to say that's not good advice anymore. <laughs> okay. It, I mean, that like brings up a good point. Things change. Yeah. Too. And yeah. you have to always be on top of things a little bit. Keep, keep, mm-hmm. you know, on top of things. So People yeah. like you posting this are one of those great ways that we stay, you know, up to date on the policies and the latest things, recommendations. Yeah. yeah. So I would say with that, you know, it's hard to wash your parts at work. I know I did it when I was working in a nursing home, but I actually had like, I think four sets that I would take with me. And so then I had like um, a dirty bag and then a clean bag and all my parts were assembled. And then I would just pull out a new set. And then when I got home, I just, you know, washed them and sanitized them all when I got home. So that's a trick I would use. Having me. Thank you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much if you would share it with another mama or post on social media and tag me. I want to personally thank you for wanting to help other mamas. You got this. I'm rooting for your breastfeeding journey.